You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome back to the show. If you enjoy listening and you haven't already, please go down and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Before we get started, let's hear a word from the official sponsor of the Titans Time podcast, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the Southern Middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the Titans Time Podcast. I am your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. And Tyler, it's a good time to be a Titans fan right now, is it not? It is a very good time to be a Titans fan. 5-0. and 5-0. Oh. and oh. Hasn't happened since, what, 2008? Is that right? 2008. And man, you know, it's just, you, you think about all the bad years that we've had. Um, even last year, you know, at this time we were sitting at two and four and, you know, now look at us, you know, we're, we have one of the best offenses in the league. You know, not really going to talk about our defense too defense, much right eh. here, <laughs> Yeah, eh, eh, but uh, you know, our, our offense, our offense is, is making on, up for it. They're making up. For yeah. They're, they're clicking on all cylinders and, you know, Ryan Tannehill is leading the league right now. And, uh, uh, let's game went in drive. I lost my train of thought for a minute. He's, he's done it in four or five games. And the only game he didn't have to do it in was when we whooped up on the bills. So, you know, that might be something, we end up seeing again this week, but we'll hop into that a little bit later. I believe well we need to talk about who we got coming to town this week. And that the Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. They're five and oh as well. And you know, maybe still a little unhappy that they didn't get to uh play us in week four. But you know, it, it They're is just gonna what have it to, is to and get over it both, though. Well, here's the thing. We're both – both teams are still undefeated. And, you know, that was kind of one of the big things going into that week four matchup was both teams were undefeated and we were going to get to see that clash of two teams that are top of the AFC. You know, last week the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC at the time. Well, now the Steelers have taken over that spot. Uh, I got to look into the day and found that out. Uh, because of uh, they edged them out because of uh, something with the scoring, but I mean you're talking about a matchup of some heavyweight AFC teams here, and I'm looking forward to it. And I believe you have the injury report for uh, I know at least the Titans. What about the Steelers? Um, I do not have the Steelers right now. But first, before I do get into the Titans injury report, I do want to mention. Um, that as far as week seven matchups between undefeated teams go, this in, in week seven, now uh, week seven and past then, because it has happened once in week eight and once in week nine, but only in week seven, 
Um, week seven matchups between two undefeated teams have only happened twice in NFL history. Mike Vrabel was a part of one of those games once in 2004 with the New England Patriots. They won that game. Um, so he's actually been a part of another one. I believe it may have been the week eight one, but he won that one as well. Uh, but in the week seven games, there have only been two. And in both matchups, the home team has won. And so that's good news for the Titans uh, this week, considering the game is at Nissan Stadium. And to extend on that a little bit, just, you know, you mentioned that there were two games past week seven. And so you're talking about so far four games total have happened week seven or later where two undefeated teams have faced each other. And all four times, the winner of that game has made it to the Super Bowl. And two of those times, that team won the Super Bowl. Which, granted, you know, we're getting close to the halfway point of the season. So, these teams are in good position right now, being undefeated, to at least make the playoffs. And, you know, they're the top two teams in the AFC. So, obviously, looking at numbers and everything, like their chances are going to be higher to make the Super Bowl right now. So, it's not like it's just that, un- you know, or that crazy and this small sample size of four games that the team that won it made the Super Bowl because they were already set up in good position. But it's still a uh, interesting stat to throw out there and something that we can see if it comes true again this year. Right. And if you ha- – if say like in years past, uh, if you have in week three or even week four, two teams that are 2-0 and or 3-0 and playing against each other, that's definitely not uncommon. But if you get to this point in the season and you have two teams that have not lost, I mean, you're looking at at two teams that, I mean, at this point, if they're still undefeated, are probably two of the best in the NFL right now. Um, And so, I mean, and then whoever wins, obviously, most of the time is the better of those two teams. So, you know, like you said, it's, it's no shock that uh, in this small sample size, the winner does uh, go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Um, But I just want to say, and I mean, I don't know, it may be too early in the season to say this, but I feel like whoever wins this game, um, that is just gives them a huge advantage uh, as far as uh, being that one team that does get home field advantage in the playoffs. It it could be very big for whichever team – wins this game like you said it could be like whichever team wins this could very well be the team that gets the home field advantage throughout the playoffs but yeah another thing is this may not be the only time these teams meet this year like there's a good chance we could see this matchup again in the playoffs you know as long as nothing crazy happens to the titans or the steelers like this is a legit you know, possible rematch in the playoffs, kind of like uh, Kansas City and the Titans last year. You know, we faced them in the season, then met them again in the playoffs. Obviously had two different outcomes, but you, know, you never know. Um, another st- thing I want to throw out there before we get back to the injury report is since the Titans uh, became the Titans, like we're no longer the – Houston Oilers, 
Right. They lead the the head to head matchup against the Steelers thirteen to nine. With that being said, though, since Big Ben has took over the quarterback position for the Steelers, the Steelers lead the head to head matchups six to three. So, you know, this is these have always I've always felt like this is a good rivalry game outside of the AFC South for us. And of course I think they both used to be in like the AFC Central or something like that. So, you know, they even back then for sure. I'm too young to know about any of those different (laughs) conferences. So I have no idea about that. But I think that the Steelers and Titans are a pretty good rivalry too, uh, outside of the AFC South. And honestly, for some reason, just those um, AFC, let's see, it's left my mind for a moment. AFC North, uh, is that right? For the Steelers? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Honestly, just with those, a lot of those AFC North teams in general, I mean, the Ravens, the Steelers, even the Browns, uh, I feel like all of those are, in my mind, rivalries for the Titans. Yeah, I'll definitely go with the uh, Ravens and the Steelers. Um, the Browns, uh, that that one's kind of a toss-up for me on if I'd count it as a rivalry game. But, you know, for sure the Ravens and the Steelers uh, I would go with. So we've been talking about it, got off track. Let's get back to the injury report for the Titans. We're like the the one of the best at getting off track. <laughs> um, but I'll try to keep us from getting off track again. Um, on Thursday – A.J. Brown and Isaiah Wilson were both non-participants in practice, uh, but Clowney and Michael Pruitt, who both missed practice on Wednesday, were full participants. Uh, Jonu Smith, Dennis Kelly, and Daquan Jones, who were limited on Wednesday, were all full participants as well. And that's all we got. All right. I looked up the uh, Steelers' injury report. Uh David DeCastro, um, he's a guard for the Steelers. A very good he, guard. He did not practice. Uh, he was out with an abdomen injury. Deontay, or De, yeah, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver, out with a back injury. Uh, those were the only two that did not practice for the Steelers. Um, other people that were back at practice for them were, was Marcus Allen, Eric Ebron, uh, Marquise Pouncey, Big Ben, Juju, uh, Stephen Tuitt, Derek Watt, and TJ Watt. All of those guys were back full participants in practice today. So uh, while the list did look a little bit longer, there were a lot of these guys that were back at practice. Right. Um, and then as far as people that are not going to show up on the injury report, Devin Bush, uh, one of the Steelers, uh, I mean, probably – their best linebacker, um, I, yeah, I would definitely put him there. Uh, well, they're, he, they're he's signal on IR. caller. Yeah, yeah, that that as well. Um, he is on IR, so he's not going to show up there on the injury report. And for the Titans, Odori Jackson uh, could potentially be ready to play this week. That would be uh, big uh, for us. You know, like you said, there's – he's – uh, designated to come off IR. He's been practicing with the team, but will we see him this week? I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a toss I would up. Like, it would be great to have him back. I would like to have him for this game. 
Right. But there's, there's just, um, no way to know, but we could definitely, um, I mean, definitely benefit from having him in this game, especially if Juju's going to play. Well, just all the weapons that the Steelers have on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Like, we need a Dory back, even if it's just simply for his speed. Like, right now, our two corners of uh, Butler and Jonathan Joseph, like, you're talking about older cornerbacks that, don't have the speed that they used to or the quickness. And, like, yeah, they have the veteran presence, but if we keep matching them up against these speed guys, you know, they're going to get beat a lot. And, I mean, I'm not necessarily going to say every time because, you know, obviously being veterans, they know ways to adapt and can make some plays. But, you, I mean, look at what Will Fuller done against us. He had a really good game and burn us for a long touchdown last week. And like I said, the Steelers have some weapons that if we're not careful, they can get down the field on us and make some plays. Sorry, I, I kind of lost track there for a minute because so, since we're having to do this over Zoom, sometimes your uh, your audio will get a little bit behind and then it'll try to catch up. And so it'll, it'll make it say it really fast. Um it's, it's just kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, they do have a lot of good weapons. Uh, and one guy that I am kind of honestly afraid might um, really go off against uh, the Titans is Chase Claypool. You know, Justin hey. Jefferson had his big game against the Titans. Um, another rookie was receiver there. And uh, Chase Claypool, he, he's been playing well, and he's he's a good weapon for the Steelers. So, Gotta watch out for him. He is. I mean, the Steelers have done a good job over uh, the five games that they played of really spreading the ball around. And, you know, Claypool, though, the past couple weeks has kind of become their go-to guy. I don't think he was, you know, the most targeted guy for the Steelers this past week, but he was the guy that made the most out of his targets. And he's a big body receiver, um, and he's a playmaker when he gets yeah. the ball in his hands. Right. I mean that that's what it comes down to. He's a playmaker, <laughs> and like you know, a couple of weeks ago, this he had like four touchdowns, I believe, against the Eagles, and he wasn't just doing it on the receiving end. He was doing it on some, uh you know, like the wide receiver around coming and getting the ball. And, you know, they, they're going to have to keep tabs on him. And you know, I don't know who they're planning to put on him. Maybe they put – maybe the Titans put Fulton on him, uh, you know, just as because of his, his speed. You know, that could, that could help. But, you know, we'll just have to see on if we get a Dory back for this game and kind of what the Titans' game plan is. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, and honestly, I don't see any way that the Titans contain the Steelers' offense. But um, let's go ahead right now and address the elephant in the room. Taylor the one out for season. Um, and that is a huge, huge uh, blow. By the way, right quick. 
right quick, want to jump in on that. You know, we wish him a speedy recovery. We know that he's going to come back bigger and better next year. I mean, and his season got cut short, but he was able to meet some of the goals that he was going for. I don't believe he allowed any sacks this year, and he did not have any penalties this year. And, you know, after last year, he said that one of the main things is he did not he did not want to have any penalties called against him this year that would, you know, cost our team. And it's unfortunate that his season ended like it did, but he was able to keep his word in the time that he did play. So, shout out to Tether One. So, uh, I definitely agree. I think he, he is going to come back next year uh, stronger than ever. And I just I, – I hate to see that happen to him, you know. Um, and I, I just hope, uh, like you said, that he can have a speedy recovery because I, I do hate to see that happen to him, especially when this team is playing so good this year. Um, but there, there are still games to be played, and it looks like uh, Ty Sombrilo is, is going to be taking his place. And that is the elephant in the room. Yeah, that um... – that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he's done. He's done all right for us. I mean, I'm I'm gonna leave it right there, kind of in the middle ground. He's done all right. He's been really good run blocking for us when he's had to come in for Lewan. But his pass protection is what worries me. We seen last week the first snap that he come in on. The, Tex, the Texans took advantage of it. They moved J.J. Watt over to that side, and he, he was one-on-one with him. And J.J. Watt beat him, got the strip sack on Tannehill, and then we seen him, instead of just falling on the ball, try and pick it up and run with it. And, you know, it, it ended up being a turnover for us. And, you know, he's... He hasn't done bad. Like I said, he hasn't done bad in pass protection for us, but he does have a little bit of trouble in the one-on-one situations against, you know, some of the uh, bigger-name pass rushers. Uh, I believe he come in to the game uh, when we played the Vikings, and uh, he had to face Ngakwe, or however you say his last name. And, uh, you know, I don't know that he gave up any sacks that game, but, you know, he had his hands full. And he's going to have his hands full this week against the Steelers, who's, you know, their front four are just really, really good, especially T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree coming off the edge. I mean, him and Dennis Kelly both are going to have their hands full, uh, you know, keeping those guys away from Tannehill. I agree. Um, I think that, uh, well, today I read an article, uh, Will Lomas from Titan Sized. He made a great point um, in that article about Sombrilo. And according to the article, the Titans have, their offense has scored more points per drive with Sombrilo at left tackle than with Lawan. Uh, three point three seven five points per drive with Luan versus three point four two nine 
per drive with Sombrello. Um, now, by no means am I saying that Sombrello is a better option than a one. And we all know that, I think. I don't, there's absolutely no one that would um, go against that point. Uh, Lawan is obviously better. He's a pro bowler. Um, but in pass protection, in my opinion, you know, there's definitely a noticeable difference. Um, it seems like pass rushers are able to get to Tannehill so much more quickly uh, with Sobralo there than with Lawan. But in the run game, I think that's where he makes up for it. And I think that, you know, probably a lot of – I haven't exactly went back and checked this, but I would say probably a lot of Derrick Henry's touchdowns have came when Sombrello was in, and I'm not saying he's a better run blocker than LeJuan, but I'm saying maybe that is why uh, you get that stat where the Titans are scoring more points per drive because they're relying more on the run when he's in there because of the fact that he's not as effective in pass protection. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, they're, they may be committing a little bit more to uh, the run in those situations. But that being said, you look at the last drive that the Titans had in regulation against the Texans. They weren't running the ball that drive. Tannehill was standing back in shotgun, throwing the ball. I mean, because we had to get down the field and score right. to tie that game up. And, you know, they done a really good job of, keeping Tannehill upright that drive so you know I think when it comes down to it um he can step up and do what we need him to do and I mean there's a lot of linemen in the league that when put up against this pass rush that the Steelers have I mean they have a hard time with it I believe the Steelers lead the league in sacks this year. And just looking at uh, some of their stats, you know, the two main guys I mentioned, Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt, Dupree has five sacks and T.J. Watt has four and a half sacks. But the reason they're able to do that is, you know, they can just lay their ears back and go after the quarterback because they have the number two ranked rush defense in the league right now they've only had one game where a team has went over 100 yards rushing on them and that was when they played denver that's gonna but change as far as as far as a single running back going against them the most yards that they've allowed to one single running back was 80 yards to miles sanders it's gonna change this when week. they oh i i think it will too but you know, that's the thing that's really helped them. And especially you look at the game against the Browns, they were up 21 nothing on the Browns before the Browns knew what had even happened. And, you know, the Browns had the number one rush offense in the league at the time. But when you get down 21 nothing before halftime, like, your mindset changes. You go away from running the ball and you start trying to throw the ball more. And that's what this Steelers defense wants. They want you to throw the ball because then, like I said, you have to deal with T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. Right. 
Um, I think that this week's definitely going to tell us a lot about the situation that we have there at left tackle because they have such a great defense um, and definitely such a great front seven. Uh, I think that if Sombralo is uh, showing any weakness at all, it's going to be very apparent and we'll be able to tell. Oh, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, so I know that we do actually have a question to answer this week before we get into keys to the game, bold predictions, and the score prediction. So, Tyler, go ahead and unload that question. All right. Our question comes from Luke Jerkins, who you know we've had on our YouTube channel. We're actually going to have to get him on the podcast part at some point to uh, come in and talk about some of these uh, game previews with us. Right. Uh, yeah, his question. His question for us is, what is the more important matchup this week? Uh, As you mentioned, Devin Bush is out for the Steelers. He's their signal caller on the defense. He's uh, really good in, like, the underneath pass coverage because he can – you know, he's quick, so he can get sideline to sideline. And he's big in the run game. So he's out. So is it the Steelers inside linebackers versus Derrick Henry or is the more important matchup A.J. Brown and Corey Davis versus Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden? Um, I'm going to say that it's the inside linebackers uh, against Derrick Henry. I think that's going to be the most important matchup. Because you mentioned the Steelers have been so good against the run this season. Um, And I feel like when two teams uh, that are as good as these two are play against each other, uh, the matter of who wins really comes down to, well, which team made the other team into something that they're not for that game. And so if – the Titans can establish the run game against the Steelers, I feel like they'll they'll have a really good chance to win because they'll be making the Steelers into a team that they're not. You know, uh, so far this season we've seen, as you mentioned, the Steelers have gotten up on teams and made them have to push the issue and throw the ball. And so if the Titans can find success with the run, then they're going to be making the Steelers into a team that they don't want to be. You're right. And – I've kind of went back and forth on this all day because I could see both sides of it. I mean, you can you can argue that you know it, the key matchup is going to be AJ Brown and Corey Davis versus uh, you know their top corners because you know if we're not getting the run game going, then you know AJ and Corey are going to have to beat their guys off the line and get open quicker so that Tannehill can get the ball out of his hands quicker. But, you know, the key part to that is if our run game isn't working, which is why I have to agree with you and say the key matchup is going to be Derrick Henry versus the Steelers inside linebackers. I think that the Titans need to make it a point to control the time of possession this game for sure. You know, keep the Steelers' defense out on the field. Just keep wearing them down slowly because if you start getting in a shootout with them and letting these uh, pass rushers stay, uh, you know, 
what's the word I'm looking you keep their energy up. Like if you right. let them keep their energy up and don't keep if them you out on the field, to, wearing to them down. Being aggressive. Right. If you allow them to keep being rested, right, um, yeah. then, you know, they're going to get after you more. But I, I think it's going to be Derek Henry against those inside linebackers because the Titans need to keep feeding uh, the beast. I mean, just keep pounding him, even if it's only – even if he has a game like he did against Denver where he has 30 carries for, you know, 116 yards and is averaging under four yards a carry, you got to keep it up. You know, just keep pounding him because if you go away from it, you know, like you said, it takes away from what your team does best. And I know Tannehill stepped up for us this year, but, you know, I just don't want those pass rushers coming after him, you know, by us just going away from the run. So, long story short, uh, in the words of Tyler, keep pounding him. Luke, keep sending the questions. I like them. Uh, And let's get to the keys to the game. Tyler, what have you got? Key to the game, I'm going to have a couple of them. I see you just kind of ignored my comment about, about you telling him to keep pounding him (laughs) just keep giving him the ball how about that my first key to the game is the titans cannot turn the ball over like they did against the texans we we cannot have that happen if we do that if we do that against the steelers team things could get out of hand very quickly um and my second key to the game is two keys to the game. Two keys to the game. Our defense is they're going to have to get after Big Ben and make him uncomfortable. He, we're not facing Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson this week. Those are two guys that when we got them to third and long, we let them get out of the pocket, extend the play and hurt us on third and long. I mean, we done better on third and short than we did third and long. And I think we have a good chance of changing that this week against the Steelers because Big Ben is older, and he doesn't – while he is still tough to take down just because of his size, he can't get out of the pocket like Allen and Deshaun Watson can. So our edge rush – and just our pass rushers in general, I think are going to have a better chance of getting to him on these third and longs and getting the Steelers off the field. You've been doubling down a lot on the the keys to the game, the bold predictions. You're going to have to tone it down a little bit. I just hope you got two bold predictions in your uh, notes there. Well, I mean, you know, when, when we came up with this whole deal, you know, we uh, – we started with one, and I, I think you've honestly just been trying to double down every week to have a better chance at getting it right. Uh, I'm going to continue going on with one because I'm pretty spot on with mine most of the time. My key to the game. You, you've gotten you've gotten one right <clears throat> as uh, far as bold predictions go. Is that I've tried? Okay, I've tried to count on the defense too many times with the keys <laughs> to the game. 
And it's apparent that the, the Titans offense is just the driving force of this team. And so they can't let the Steelers' aggressive defense force them into making bad decisions. Uh, they're going to have to keep the turnovers low to be more specific, uh, one turnover or less this week for the Titans. That's going to be the key to the game. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, that was the very first key to the game I mentioned. And right. yeah. I, you know, we had we had talked about that before, and we knew that you know you can't and turn maybe the ball if you over didn't against have 15, a good. You wouldn't steal mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what is since you're only going to do one bold prediction? What is your bold prediction for this week? I am going to say that Derek Henry is going to continue his success from last week, and he's going to have another 200 plus yard rushing game. Wow. Okay. See, now you've really thrown me off because I didn't know that you could that you would go so bold on your predictions. Like all of yours have been, you know, a little bit like on edge on if like, they're actually a, like to just, on on edge if they're actually a bold like prediction or not. Barely dip my prediction in the bold sauce. Yeah, that that's what you've been doing for you know the past five games and then now you come out with this um i i can respect it i i like seeing you actually go bold with a bold prediction my bold prediction is gonna be that the titans finish this game with more sacks than the steelers the titans defense will have more sacks than the steelers defense that's bold because we can't sack anybody. Uh, Ever. That, that's why I'm going with it. I think we're going to uh, come out and some surprise some people this week because the Steelers are at the top of the league in sacks, and we're down, like, I think in the bottom five of the league. So, But I think since Big Ben isn't able to get out of the pocket as much and extend plays, that uh, we're fixing to have a field day with our – and Ash if uh, DeCastro misses the game, Big Jeff is going to be back there all the time in the backfield. He's going to be living back there. I think Big Jeff's going to be leading the charge for us. And so, so now, last but not least, the score prediction. I'll let you go first on this one. And if you want to put out two or three of them, then go ahead. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're doing there. Uh, I mean, I could just do what I always do and go back to uh, what we – said before right but i i think i'm actually going to uh shy away from that this week because so far you know i don't think we've even been close things have uh, not played out the way that we expected them to and they never right i'm gonna go with the titans 31 the steelers 27. All right. We've got the same uh, margin between uh, the, the Titans and the Steelers there because I've got the Titans 27, Steelers 23. So we're both going with a four-point win for the Titans, which at, from what I saw earlier today, now obviously I know these things change all the time, but according to the score, as of 109 p.m. on Thursday, the Titans were favored by one point. So we've both got them winning by four. 
obviously I know those spreads and everything change all the time, but I always think it's interesting to kind of weigh my prediction against, against the spread. How does that make you feel to, uh, for us to be favored in this game though? Well, um, I don't like it. Like being the, uh, underdog. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And it, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. We've talked about this before, you know, it, <clears throat> It's nice to an extent to finally be getting uh, this national uh, media attention or be mentioned as, you know, one of the top teams. Uh, same where Stephen A. Smith actually ranked us number one in the league right now. Right. Like I mean, power is that, ranking. Is that where, where you have us as well? I think so. Uh, step up this year, winning the games basically from our offense. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has led uh, four game-winning drives in five games. So he leads the league in that right now. So we're having to rely on our offense a lot. So if our defense could step up and be middle of the pack, and our offense keeps chugging along like they have been. I I don't see any team that can beat us right now. No, I don't either. Um, but I mean, to the point of of being an underdog that you know we were talking about just a second ago, I like that personally because I mean it's not often that you see a, a team going, you know, not losing a game throughout the whole course of the season. It's only happened just a couple of times. And so, I mean, you know in the back of your mind it's going to come at some point. And so it's just uh, being the underdog lets you, when that point finally comes, be like, well, we weren't, we weren't supposed to win that game anyways. But Well, not, not just that, but being the underdog gives you that extra push. Chip on your shoulder. And, right. And when you're not the underdog, you know, I've been thinking about this today. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I know we both watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, and, you know, they talked about in there how, you know, obviously I think he's the greatest of all time. Uh, You've kind of went back and forth uh, on who you think the greatest is. We're not really going to dive into that right now. But he would, in his own mind, kind of manufacture some things to give him that extra drive. You know, someone – there's all these memes out there about how, uh, you know, this guy said hi to me. I took that personally. <laughs> like, that, that's what the Titans are having to do right now since they're getting this uh, national attention is, you know, they're not being looked at as the underdogs as much. So, we're having to find something that drives us. And, you know, we took that personally. And yeah. – you know, right now, the whole, you know, the past couple of weeks, the whole NFL has been coming at us and because of the, the COVID situation. And, you know, what? yeah, we, we took that personally. And now we're showing teams like it's going to be the Titans versus everybody. And you're not going to like this Titans team that you face because we're not going to give up and we're going to come out and beat you. And it almost it, it it can be like if you don't find that extra, I guess, motivation or that 
if you, if it's almost to a point where nobody's doubting you and nobody thinks that there's any chance that you can lose, then when you get to the game, it's almost like you're, you're literally just playing to not be beat. Like, it's not like you're playing to win. You're playing literally to not lose. And that's, you just can't win a game that way. Right. And you could end up, you know, if you let that attention go to your head, it, it can be catastrophic. For it can be like uh, can... the Ravens in the divisional round of the playoffs, uh, where exactly you know they they kind of overlooked the Titans, and I know that John Harbaugh, um, you know, he tried to dispel that, say it wasn't true, but I really do think they try they kind of overlooked the Titans a little bit. Oh, they did. They were looking on to the next week, and you know we come out and punched them in the mouth, and you know ended things for them. So yeah. that's. That's why it's important. I think that, uh, yeah, I don't want to necessarily say it's a blessing in disguise with how the COVID stuff happened because obviously, you know, so many things could have went wrong with our guys getting uh, that disease, and not even just from the aspect of like the NFL season being canceled, but the you know their health and right. their family's health, like. There's so many things that could have gone wrong in that, but then the at the same time, the, it's like, hold on, you want us to forfeit? Right, like, like it's it's one of those things where everyone like, okay, everyone come at us, and you're what talking was it? about forty two to whatever sixteen to the bit forty two sixteen to the bills, and you want us to forfeit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you gave us that extra motivation. You gave right. us something that we could look at and be like, okay, yeah, we can feed off that for you know, the rest of the season. So, and even now the Steelers, you know, how there's a lot of Steelers fans out there that aren't happy that this game got pushed back and that they had to take their bye week in week four. So, you know, they're, they're wanting the Steelers to come in and beat us down, but Hey, it, it didn't work for the bills. And while the Steelers, I think are a better team than the bills, I don't think it's going to work out in their favor either. You heard it here first. That's all we've got for this week's episode. Uh, make sure that you check us out on Twitter at Titans underscore time. Check out our Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, our YouTube, uh, also Titans Time Podcast, and check out our website, TitansTimePodcast.com. Guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us some comments and some questions. We're always checking that. You know, we answered a question on this week's episode and we'll be glad to answer your questions if you have any for us luke keep them coming. Uh, yeah keep them coming luke and also if you're watching this on youtube make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel turn on the post notifications leave us some comments like the video share the video maybe next week we'll be not on zoom and that'll uh smooth out a lot of our audio issues but this has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.